BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, everybody. My name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today, we're going to be talking about the Stovall Weems lawsuit against Chris Hodges and the Association of Related Churches. Now, Chris Hodges is pastor of Church of the Highlands, which is one of the largest churches in the United States. I do believe it's top 10. Don't have a number on it off the top of my head. And ARC is his ministry. So Stovall Weems has alleged some pretty interesting things in this lawsuit you know mainly conspiracy to overthrow him at his church which used to be celebration church until he was ousted sometime last year early last year so Stovall Weems used to be the megachurch pastor of a church that according to the lawsuit neared 20,000 people and he was ousted for financial impropriety which we're going to talk about what his side of the story is. Because I think his side of the story is very interesting. And he makes a very compelling argument in justification for his lawsuit that I think needs more exploration. Uh, especially as there's a lot of lawsuits when you deal with evangelical news. I've written about a ton of lawsuits. I've written about and had to have read several uh, legal filings. So that's just part for the course when it comes to doing reporting and news gathering on evangelical stories. Uh, despite, you know, what 1 Corinthians 6 kind of says. So we're going to talk about uh, Stovall Weems' argument in favor of his lawsuit and why he thinks it's biblical. Uh, but first, I want to let you know Evangelical Dark Web is a Christian news gathering and commentary ministry. You can follow us over at Evangelical Dark Web dot org slash join that's our patreon like system but we do have a free evangelical dark web newsletter it gets you christian news in your inbox each and every day bypassing big tech censorships but the least you can do is like this video subscribe to the channel or podcast if you are new so i wrote this article and it's called you know stovall weems tombs arc Chris Hodges and Dino Rizzo over megachurch takeover. It also includes John Siebeling. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, he's also listed in the lawsuit. So we have some quotes from the lawsuit that we'll read. It's 42 pages on the longer side for uh, a lawsuit that's very related to a prior 2022 lawsuit that he filed. So in 2022, the law, so, uh, Pastor Stovall, just to give an overview, was the pastor of Celebration Church in Jacksonville, Florida, until he was ousted from his role for alleged financial impropriety. The resignation came 
with a lawsuit filed in legal uh, local court. So he filed in the state of Florida against the church. Now, he filed the lawsuit against uh, Chris Hodges, Dino Rizzo, John Sabling, and the Association of Related Churches, which we'll refer to as ARC. Now, ARC is huge. They're definitely one of the bigger church planting organizations in North America. Uh, it's not just the North American Mission Board out there. Uh, so, in 2022, the lawsuit Weems alleges that a trustee, Kevin Cormier, or Cormier, uh, was actually the one who committed financial impropriety, upwards of hundreds of thousands of dollars, and that his appro appropriate response led to retaliation against him, ultimately forcing him out of the church he founded. A, a detail mentioned in the 2022, 2022 lawsuit appears to be the bridge, and that's between the two lawsuits. Pastor Stovall learned from Pastor Tim and ARC President uh, Greg Surratt that Kevin Cormier was convinced to participate in Pastor Stovall's wrongful ousting and blatant violation of church's procedural requirements regarding overseers or an investigation. So, there's a lot of allegations here, but the main storyline that Stovall Weems is trying to paint here is that Kevin Cormier was the actual person stealing from the church, that he was embezzling from the church and its related organizations. And we'll talk about some of those related organizations in a second. So Pastor Stovall learned from Tim, Pastor Tim, uh, I forget his last name, but he's in ARC, and because Ark was involved, that is why the Stovall Weems has sued Chris Hodges and his organization and related personnel. Whereas in 2022, Weems argues that he was the victim of retaliation after confronting Cormier. Uh, the latest lawsuit alleges that Ark and related personnel participated in the ousting Weems because of the his focus on missions and not unbridled church growth strategies. Now, this is where I think the lawsuit gets pretty interesting. You have Stovall Weems saying, hey, there's more to church than just trying to put butts in seats. And I think this is very fascinating coming from a mega church pastor. I think this is interesting that this is the fight that he's picking. Like, obviously, there's some past hypocrisy, but there's also some awakened sense. Or, you know, he's just playing the victim. Like, all of this is on the table, in my opinion. But I do think it's very fascinating that Stovall Weems is arguing that he didn't want church to only focus on money and business interests. So, he said, he states in his lawsuit, defendants were consumed by greed and the desire to advance their own financial and business interest when they deliberately target, targeted Pastor Weems and the, those closest to him because he rejected their unbridled church growth model and was focused on missionary work in developing and supporting businesses that defendants perceived as significant threats to their economic interests. And we're, again, we'll talk about his business interests, which I think are pretty zany. Like, I don't think he's rejecting the ARC church growth model with a more biblical model. 
It might not be as unbiblical, but it's a little zany. Weems also alleges damages over $100 million. Now, that is a whopping size. Now, he doesn't list that in the end of the lawsuit, but this is where he mentions a dollar amount in damages. Uh, it's in the beginning. Using ARC's significant influence and power as a vehicle to facilitate and conceal their nefarious scheme, defendants intentionally caused substantial financial and other irreparable harm to the plaintiffs through a pattern of unlawful and often criminal acts that include extor extortion, bribery, psychological abuse, wired fraud, and computer crimes, which ultimately cause over $100 million in damages. Big dollar amount. So evidently, Stobel has built a mega church, had built a megachurch nearing 20,000 people, according to his complaint. However, Weems grew disillusioned with the church growth strategies. It's interesting that he grew disillusioned with them after he built his uh, large, prominent church. In 2018, Pastor Weems came to realize that Celebration Church had become too corporate and focused on generating attendance and revenue and needed to concentrate on helping the poor, missionary work, equality, and simplifying the church by creating an alternative revenue streams that would make church donations less dependent. Now again, pretty interesting stuff. Equality? Back in 2018, equality is what the, the liberals now call equity. They, they flip those words. You know, very recently, they flipped those words. And the idea that he wants to create, you know, alternative revenue streams for the church that, you know, basically remove the need for tithing, little questionable on the biblical front, in my view. Pastor Weems also came to realize that the modern church growth system and its constant pressure to grow attendance and generate more and more revenue to keep the corporate machine running was having significant negative psychological and health impacts on pastors who needed counseling, guidance, and treatment to recover from the adverse effects of the growth model that defendants are at the forefront of promoting. So, again, this is where the zaniness comes in. So, the Weems had his own zany alternative to the church growth movement, and this is where a lot of the uh, illegal activity happened, according to Weems, and also why Ark took issue with him. So, he had a threefold vision that included the following. A retreat, an outpatient facility for pastoral care, Honey Lake Farms, an adjoining medical clinic, Honey Lake Clinic, Inc., that would provide Christian mental health treatment services, the revenue from which would be used to build out and support Honey Lake Farms' mission. And then number two is a for-profit corporation, Northstream, designed to provide centralized and shared management services to Celebration Church and numerous other churches that enabled church leadership to focus their attention on ministry and missions rather than operational aspects of their churches that would also have developed that would also develop restorative community developments RCD1s the which 
the first of which Honey was Honey Lake Farms, and lastly, a separate entity, Awakening, spelled without the subsequent vowels, so just the A in the beginning, Inc., Awakening Inc., which would act as a hub for the restorative-slash-ministry programming used at Honey Lake Farms, a theology school, missionary partnerships, and media operations, and other similar endeavors. So what all this sounds like is he wanted to create a retreat, a for-profit retreat, for pastors to receive counseling, whether they were you know, in a restoration process, or uh, whether they were just in need of mental health uh, fine-tuning. So he had this mental health program that he was investing heavily in. Like, according to Lawsuit, he invested over a million dollars in this thing. And again, I'm very dubious on how biblical this is. Like, I don't think this was uh, something that you really should be focusing on if you're the pastor of a church in my view uh and especially when you want to frame yourself as focusing on missions this isn't really missions this is you're creating a spa for pastors so to speak uh or you're creating a camp that pastors go to when they get disqualified from ministry and so they can you know go into this camp and then come out requalified and restored that's what it sounds like so, it was these projects that Cormier was alleged to have embezzled funds, of which Weems was ultimately removed for. So, the key fact of the Weems lawsuit is that this other guy stole the money and he was blamed for it because he uh, blew the whistle on it. So, he views himself as a whistleblower that was retaliated against by the church, and in part... The Association of Related Churches played a role in this retaliation and ousting. That's what the lawsuit's alleging. So, justifications for the lawsuit. So, lawsuits in the church, very negatively viewed upon. But I do want to give his argument some time of day, because I think it's actually a good argument. Weems has provided substantive answers to, to the objection to the lawsuits. Now, again, they might not be right, but they are a substantive answer. The main reasoning he provides is that the that crimes have been committed and therefore this falls under the civil magistrate's domain and not the church's. So uh, the idea of lawsuits in the church, Stovall Weems views as something that's speaking about trivial matters, personal issues, not crimes. I'm trying to summarize his position fairly. And then, and I think that's actually a good argument. It might not be correct, but it is a good argument. And then conclusions. Uh, Silva Weems has maintained a rather consistent story across two lawsuits, at least two lawsuits, and criticizes the evangelical industrial complex in the process. Big Eva is often known for some elaborate games, and perhaps this is one of them. So, and that's what I want to highlight, like, maybe this actually happened to Stovall Weems. Like, I'm actually open to the idea that he's telling the truth here. Now, again, the other side has a story as well. 
but I'm open to hearing his side of the story, and that's why I'm interested. And the implications that Stovall wants to make are against megachurch Christianity. So, got a lot of interesting uh, facets to the story in the lawsuit. And one of the things that I want to highlight is that he, I don't think, you know, he was fairly covered. And I want to highlight Ministry Watch, which I don't really like Ministry Watch. Uh, I think there's standards for what constitutes a financially sound Christian organization are too extra biblical. Uh, and it requires you to be part of like a big evil organization that, you know, if you don't want to be a part of that organization, you don't have to be. It doesn't make you a bad organization or financially irresponsible. And the other thing to note is that they cite Julie Roy's in their own article on it, and they don't actually address the lawsuit. So I, I have an issue with that. I mean, they don't really open up the lawsuit and say, hey, here's what's inside. That's not what they do. And if you read the lawsuits, a little bit more interesting than uh, the picture that's being painted here. So I didn't like that reporting that I saw from Ministry Watch. Uh, and I, I just want to say, it seems like there might be more to Stovall Weems than yet another disgraced megachurch pastor, as some are making him out to be, which is a direct uh, reference to the headline, Disgraced Megachurch. Disgraced pastor Stovall Weems files lawsuit against association related churches. So I'm taking aim at that headline and I even link it in the article. So those are just my thoughts. Again, I don't know if Stovall Weems is telling the truth. I'm interested to hear his side of the story. You know, and I think we all should be if we're interested in the truth and if this particular story fascinates you. If you're not interested because in, in the truth because the story is not interesting, I won't blame you. Um, I'm interested in this stuff, and that's why I have this channel. And otherwise, um, it, it's just another interesting uh, day in evangelicalism. Uh, I wish there weren't so many lawsuits. This one alleges crimes, which, again... One of the questions, if I were to ask him, is did he file a police report on any of this? And did they just not do anything, or is it under investigation still? So a lot of questions remaining about this story, but I think it's fascinating nonetheless. Uh, anyway, have a blessed day. We'll catch you on the next one.